1: Hold your breath. Ball is spotted. The kick is away. And the kick is... It's has And the Eagles win! This is that dream I talked about. They win! He's had this dream before. 61 yards!
2: The longest kick in Eagles history. Well, there you go, Mike Sielski. September 24th, 2017. Eagles 27, Giants 24. Jake Elliott, who had just gotten the job, wins the game. Unbelievable. 007 on the clock. Actually, there was less than that because that was after the pass completion to Alshon Jeffrey. And Jake Elliott crushes the 61 yarder to win the game for the Eagles. Why are we playing that today, Mike Sealski?
3: I think there's a football game tonight,
2: Glenn? Yes, there is. And it's the Eagles-Giants. And we'll be playing Eagles-Giants highlights all day long to get the fan base pumped up for this thing. But beyond that, Mike, let me run this by you. I think the people need it a little bit. I think the world, and in many respects, the local fan base has lost a little confidence in the Eagles all season long. This was the best team by a lot in the NFC if not the entire NFL, no doubt, they were going to the Super Bowl. Then came Chicago. We know a lousy game by offense and defense, the one where Jalen Hurts gets injured, and the two losses with Minshew, and the game against the Giants' backups where the Eagles didn't show very little, did just enough to win. They haven't won the turnover battle in four games. And here we are, Mike. I listen to the station. I go around town. I hang at my local Wawa. By the way, you're never found there.
3: Funny how that Uh, works out.
2: And there's been a loss of confidence. Uh, the coaches don't have it. The game plans don't work. And so I come to you, Mike. I, I don't want to rip people for what they think. And I kind of see why. It's It's been a month since we saw that version of the Eagles. But I disagree. And so the question I start with you is, has this team lost its mojo?
3: I don't think it has, Glenn. And I think and one of the things you mentioned there, you put your finger on why. It's been a month, more than a month, actually, since we've seen this team really as it's going to be tonight. With Jalen Hurts, with a healthy Lane Johnson, uh, with C.J. Gardner-Johnson back in the secondary. Uh, obviously, Avante Maddox being out of the lineup is not good, but that's a loss that you would hope Jonathan Gannon can make up for. But I think that's what is driving so much of the anxiety is this feeling that, well, we haven't really seen the Eagles as the Eagles were when they were great in a long, long time. Uh, I also think that we've gotten accustomed here in Philadelphia, if you followed the Eagles for, you know, five years, ten years, to seeing this team not miss a beat when the backup quarterback goes in and in some cases thrive and excel when the backup quarterback goes in. <laughs> obviously Nick Foles win the, trophy, right? win the trophy Jeff Garcia in 2006 uh-huh. AJ Feely in 2002 and so we forget that when your starting quarterback gets hurt and that starting quarterback is an MVP candidate the team is going to be worse for it on average and that's what happened here too it's easy to look back at those Cowboys and Saints games and say yes the Eagles didn't play well but they didn't have Jalen Hurts either and they have him back tonight and i also think the final factor and and obviously I think we're going to get some callers today who probably uh, bring this perspective, is that if you are part of the history of Philadelphia sports, if you've been following it, then you have losses in your mind that weigh on you. You have the 2002 Eagles and the 2011 Phillies and the 2021 Sixers playing the Atlanta Hawks in the second round and the 1996 Flyers who were supposed to win the Stanley Cup. It's uh, it's a. I don't r- think you need
2: to recite every what, heartbreaker, history, but point, I understand your point. Yeah, point the, made. Point yes. made. So I you think you there's go a lot all the way of, back to 1964 on this one.
3: Well, we don't have to. I wasn't alive then, but you know, okay. you, you you were you know married with two kids at the time. I think not, right? Not exactly.
2: But yeah, <laughs> second grade.
3: Yeah, but that's all of that plays into it. All of that plays into
2: okay, it. Okay, and very well spoken. I do think that all plays into it. And so before we get into the specifics of the injuries and the exact status of the team, because you kind of hit on something. Um, with, you know, this this city being Heartbreak Hotel. And I think that's certainly true. Is it also true that in this town we prefer to be the underdog than the favorite? Oh, absolutely. They, right? We were more confident when we were tugging on those rubber German Shepherd masks five years ago.
3: Abs- I think that's absolutely true. And I also think the other factor that goes unmentioned here, Glenn, is that the Eagles opponent, the Giants, are in a market where... Either the favorite or underdog hat gets worn all the time and is part of the narrative of any game, any big game that one of those teams is involved in. Having worked there, I can tell you this. You know, the 2007 Giants are regarded as an underdog team, but yet you have the Yankees and you are New York, and so you're supposed to be bigger and better than everybody else. And so anytime a team does well that's connected to New York... It gets pumped up a little bit, I think. Uh, There are references made to Joe Namath and Eli Manning and Derek Jeter and all of these things. And I think that's playing into it, too. There is a narrative that, okay, the Giants are making another run because this is what New York sports teams do sometimes. And I think that's adding to the anxiety from the Philadelphia end of things, too.
2: Right for those who don't know Mike Sielski currently brilliant column compelling for the Philadelphia Inquirer was once a sports writer for the Wall Street Journal which is like Being the trophy shiner for the Detroit Lions.
3: Yes. (laughs)
2: It's an odd job. But anyway.
3: I I have some stories about reader feedback that I could share later that are (laughs) quite interesting.
2: Well, we got you back to town, and it is to our benefit. And so let's go over some of the issues that play into it. By the way, 215-592-9494. Delighted to talk to you today. So we do start with the injuries, right? Because that is the key thing, and that is everybody's biggest worry. And we haven't seen Lane Johnson... Since his injury, he has been practicing this week. Reports are good. At one point, he picked up a 325-pound guy. I guess that's a good sign.
3: I mean, that's what he does for a living, I guess, right? (laughs)
2: Right. Okay. So we feel about that. Jalen Hurts, we saw, uh, well, two weeks ago against the Giants, kind of, sort of, right? I mean, very limited in what he did. Clearly didn't take any risks. It was not, we believe, the Jalen Hurts we're going to see today.
3: It can't be. It can't be. And we'll get into that, but it you yeah. know, it just simply can't be.
2: Okay. So people are nervous about that more than anything. Those two guys, I had them in reverse order, but certainly Jalen Hurts number one, uh, and Lane Johnson number two. Is there also this factor? Hey, stuff happens in the playoffs, man. You know, Jacksonville was up twenty seven to nothing, momentum shifts, playoffs can be quirky, you never know. You think that interests people's mind?
3: Absolutely. I think the entire idea of a one and done makes philadelphia sports fans nervous i think it just does yeah. um i've used yeah. this example again not to go back to it but that 2011 divisional round game between the phillies and the cardinals oh, um man. there was so yes. much anxiety in citizens bank park that night it was not a raucous celebratory hey the phillies are going to win and move on to the league championship yeah. series it was uh-oh we didn't think we'd be in this position
2: yeah. um boy they, that one that one will always stick with me the 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 ending of the, the tragic. Othello ending at the end yep. of the hero on the ground with the torn Achilles.
3: Yeah, and look, I think, I think Glenn, the natural physical position for a Philadelphia sports fan is a defensive crouch. Like, they don't want to get hurt.
2: <laughs> Head and buried in hands?
3: Yeah, and I think a game like this plays into that. We haven't seen the Eagles at their best in a long time. The The memory, such as it is, of the Giants beating the Vikings— is fresh in our minds it just happened you know less than a week ago and so people have recency bias and they're looking at this and saying well the Giants are playing well everybody says how well the Giants are playing even though they were 7 and 2 at one point and are now 10 7 and 1 this season yeah. I, I don't know how hot they really are okay. but all of that plays into it too
2: okay great point so everything that you said i thoroughly agree with so i am here to tell you and i, I think i know you agree cuz we discussed this before the show Everybody, don't worry. I mean, there's no, this is no guarantee. This is no mortal lock. This is no, they can't possibly lose. I would say the Eagles' chances tonight are 85% that they're going to win, and that is a bet I will take any time. The Giants don't have the firepower or the manpower. We can go position by position. The Eagles win almost everywhere. The Eagles ran for 250 yards against the New York Giants last time. Yeah, one or two roster changes, not a lot. Right. When the game counted, the Eagles beat them 48 to 22. Yes, I'm not telling you they're going to win by 26 today. But Mike, I, I just—if we can spend the next three hours alleviating a little fear, I will think that we have done our job.
3: Yeah, and look, the Eagles are the number one seed in the NFC. They've had a 14 and three season. If you're a fan of this team, it should be fun. This is supposed to be fun, and they are supposed to win this game, and it's okay to go into you know, kickoff at 8.15 tonight saying to yourself, if you have rooted for this team for a long time, hey, things are looking pretty good for the team that I root for, and that's okay. Don't, don't hold yourself back from enjoying it and enjoying the ride just because you're worried about what might happen. That's no way to live. That's no way to be a sports fan.
2: Do not forget, people. The Eagles had 70 sacks this year. Giants' offensive line is not particularly good. Uh, the Eagles had a defense that led the NFL in sacks. Mm-hmm. They gave up the fourth fewest points in the league. The Eagles' record against winning teams, I think you and I may have covered this last week, was the best in the NFL this year. Yep. I, I, hear the, I hear the argument every once in a while, like, well, who the Eagles beat this year? The Eagles played in the toughest division in football. Three of the teams in their division made the playoffs. I know they split with Dallas and Washington, but overall, the Eagles, I mean, yeah, Washington, Washington yes. make the playoffs. They yep. split with Dallas, they beat the Giants twice. The Eagles were 7 and 1 against teams with winning records. They beat those ridiculous Vikings that the Giants beat last week. They beat these teams all year long. Yeah, Glenn, you preacher, me
3: choir. Yeah. Look, okay. the uh the Giants were 7 to 2 and 1 as I said at one point this season. Since then, they have played the Vikings twice. We have realized now, if we didn't know before, kind of what frauds the Vikings were. Just fired, right? just fired their defensive coordinator Ed Donatel, um, and rightfully so. They played the Colts, who were an abject disaster by the time the Giants played them. They played Washington twice. They played the Cowboys in Dallas, and they played and lost to the Detroit Lions. That is not exactly Murderer's Row. That is not exactly the NFC East in nineteen eighty nine. Uh so look, you can you can be a little concerned about tonight. You absolutely can. But going in thinking that, you know, the the boulder is gonna fall on your head and the giants are gonna come out here and destroy the Eagles or you know, I, I think Everybody just kind of needs to, to dial it down a little bit.
2: Uh, Jonathan Gannon, man. Yeah, call, I know. Man. I
3: know. Yeah, yeah. John, Jonathan Gannon, who who doesn't blitz and isn't aggressive and is too passive and all those other things that um, certain people like to accuse him of. You know, the Eagles gave up fewer yards per play this season than any team in the NFL. <laughs> I know.
2: It doesn't always feel that way. but it No, it doesn't.
3: True. But they yeah.
2: did. Yeah. I think about Jonathan Gannon's defense is what I've concluded – even though they had 70 sacks and there's nothing much more fun than to watch a sack is it can be painful to watch, but it works. Mm-hmm. I mean, uh, you know, this has been talked about all year. He will in, in so that the team does not give up the big play. He will allow, the, so the Eagles don't give up the big play. He will allow the other team to go underneath and kind of move down the field and complete short passes. And you're going crazy. And when is he going to blitz and so on? But in the end, they never, they don't score.
3: Yeah, so you know, there, there have been some occasions this season, I'm thinking of the Saints game, uh, the season opener in Detroit, uh, the game in Indianapolis where the Eagles have allowed uh, a lesser opponent to go right down the field on the first possession. And I can understand that in terms of, a, of people complaining about it because it's a, a momentum thing, right? You're not getting off to the greatest of starts. But go back and look at those games. Generally speaking, um, the Eagles defense tends to shut those opponents down thereafter. And, you know, the Eagles didn't lose that, that game against the Saints late in the season, uh, primarily because of their defense. They lost it because th- they didn't have anything going on offense, and, you know, we can we don't need to rehash that. But
2: So, here's one thing I will say about the Giants. I respect their, their coaching staff. I think they yes. have an excellent young coach in Brian Dable. I saw what he did for the young quarterback in Buffalo, and he clearly gave Daniel Jones a second lease on life and earned him millions of dollars in his next contract. He's really good. And the Giants, with him as coach, should be a good competitor for years. Wink Martindale is the right coach for their defense. By the way, does the name Wink Martindale mean anything to you before this guy?
3: Oh, yeah, absolutely. He's a game show host, Tic Tac Okay, you remember that. Guy. Oh, yeah,
2: absolutely. Okay. Yeah. Yes, it's, it's an odd name. Big game show somebody guy. Who did, I was talking to somebody the other day who was probably like 38, 40, mm-hmm. who when I made a reference to Wink Martindale, the talk show host, said, what are you talking about? I thought, oh.
3: Oh, man. Showing that. your age there, Glenn.
2: Well, he's 38. I thought he would have known. Well,
3: I'm I'm an old 47. So oh, there it's, you go. You know, I, I remember you know Bert Convoy and Wink Martindale and Bob Barker and all the great game show there hosts you go. of old. There
2: park uh I think the Eagles will come out flying tonight um I don't think they'll be rusty we will continue to talk about it but let's get a caller in a call or two in here 215-592-9494 Bill and Exton starts us out what do you think hey. Bill
0: hey good morning thanks for taking my call um yeah my my fear is uh uh I know the game the December 11th first meeting with the Giants uh I I would, I would say that was at their best. I think they may have clinched that that week. Um, I look back, and I remember the schedule makers gave the Giants a sandwich against the commanders. And when I looked at the box score, score, it seemed like the Giants didn't play possibly everybody the whole game. Um, Since then, obviously, they've been on somewhat of a roll, and we've we've had some injuries. I don't know if the Eagles have faced maybe the Giants at their best. And I, I think this game will be won in the trenches. Um, you know, the offensive line we know is, is coming back and healthy, but I've seen a couple of guys on the Giants, this, uh, Kevon Thibodeau, he, he, he was, uh, he was called for, he wasn't called for holding last week. He's been double teamed. I don't think the Eagles offensive line has seen him yet. And then I know that, I know their secondary's gotten healthy. So my, my fear, if any, is, is the, uh, is the Giants defensive line against okay. our strength, our offensive line.
2: Mike, strength on strength.
3: Yeah, look, the Giants defensive line is going to be better today than it was back then, but uh, you know, the Eagles have the best offensive line in football. And getting Lane Johnson back, I think psychologically and strategically and physically is nothing but a good thing uh for the Eagles. Uh so does that is that a major concern for me? I don't think it really is. I think the Eagles still have the edge there. Um, I think it's going to take some kooky things happening. You know, the Eagles play carelessly, uh, fumbles, you know, things of that nature. Uh, And you can never fully account for those kind of things. But just on paper and all the evidence of the, the, the entire season suggests the Eagles are the better team and should win this game and, you know... If you want to look for things to be worried about of course you can but I'm I'm not inclined to do that.
2: I wouldn't start with the offensive line. Right. Bill, here's the thing. If you it, it, Lane Johnson comes back today, and we'll see soon enough how well he is holding up. I imagine he's going to gut it through it and be good. And what Lane Johnson gives you is a right tackle who you don't you as they say you put him on an island. You don't have to worry about doubling teaming anybody. The threat on the Giants defensive line more than anybody is Dexter Lawrence, yes. the nose tackle. And having Lane Johnson out there will allow them to double-team Dexter Lawrence inside. I feel okay about it. Yeah, uh, I'm with well, you. We'll get one more here. Let's see what Art has to say. Hey, Art. How you doing, folks? Thanks
1: for taking my call. You bet. You got it, Art. Uh, and I just wanted to say a couple of things about both games. Look, well, this Giants team is a different team. They, the first game, they had injuries. The second game, they played their scrubs. We haven't faced their number one team. Now we're facing it. And I'm not saying the Eagles are going to lose. They're going to win because player for player, we're better. That's it. And we have, you know, uh, you know, Frisco's offensive line is not too shabby either. But our our strength is really our front four on defense and Ertz. They're, mm-hmm. they're the two keys. We have the best there. As you, God- at, wait, and you mean Hertz
2: I, or Goddard because you said Ertz?
1: Well, well, I'm talking about, I'm talking about the quarterback.
2: Oh, Hurts. Okay, Hurts, yeah. got
1: it. Uh, first, yeah, our quarterback and it was, that, that's the strike. But Frisco uh, is going to is going to is going to beat uh, Dallas handily. Handily. Okay. There's huh? no there's no question in my mind because look look what they got. They have a, well, Are you worried so about Frisco
2: have, next week at this point? A little bit. We yeah, little get bit. Let's, let's, there. We got a show next Saturday. Yeah. Don't worry about that.
3: We'll, we'll cross that bridge, you know, when we get there. And we um, fall off. It. But but this is kind of our point, I think, Len. Right? Like, yes. San Francisco is starting the last guy who was picked in the draft this year, Mister Irrelevant. Okay, and I bet if you polled Eagles fans, nine out of ten of them would say, oh, the, the 49ers are going to kill Dallas. And, you know, assuming the Eagles beat the Giants, the Eagles are going to have a tough time with the 49ers. Instead of looking at it and saying, hey, the 49ers have a seventh-round pick or sixth-round pick as their rookie as their starting quarterback, you know, maybe he's due to have a lousy game. It's just – it's it shows how people here tend to think.
2: The first two callers, correct me if you see it differently, have been very nervous. Yes. Have found reasons to be worried. yes. Kayvon Thibodeau is going to change <laughs> the world today. The Niners are going to come in here next week and be so, so dangerous. These two things may happen. I am not telling you that none of this is with, with, uh, outside the realm of possibility. But I believe Mike and I share a common message today, Mike. And what is that? Relax. Exactly. 215 592 9494. With Mike Sealski, I'm Glenn Macknow on 94WIP.